This is the All About Cunard podcast with Gary Bembridge, the podcast that takes a look at all things about Cunard from a traveller's point of view. This fan podcast brings you the latest Cunard news, exclusive features, reviews and answers questions about Cunard and travelling on their magnificent ships. You can visit the site at www.allaboutcunard.com and sign up for the newsletter, Twitter and Facebook. But now, let's find out all about Cunard. Well, hello and welcome to this, the second edition and probably the first formal content edition of the All About Cunard podcast. As I mentioned, for those of you who listened to kind of the intro, is what we're going to do on the All About Cunard podcast is rotate around four different topics. So one podcast will be news, what's in the news about Cunard, and that's what we're going to do on today's podcast. The podcast after that will be kind of a features podcast where we'll feature in-depth reviews of the ships, past, present, future, tips, advice, whatever. The third podcast each month will be a video, uh, some kind of exclusive video that we've uh, done here at uh, the All About Cunard podcast. And the fourth every month will be a question and answer. So either questions that you've submitted to me or asked my opinion on, or questions that I'm seeing asked a lot in the various cruise groups, etc. And don't forget that if you do have a question or a query or a comment, you can uh, visit the site at www.allaboutcunard.com. You'll find a link there to email me. love to hear from you. Or, of course, you can uh, leave comments on the blog posts or comments, etc. in uh, iTunes. So, as I mentioned today, we're going to be focusing on news, Cunard in the news. And there's quite a lot of news that I have. Some of it is very up-to-date. Some of it's kind of in the last couple of weeks or so, and I thought I'd cover those. So we have four big, uh, four or five big items of news. The first one I'll talk about is Weddings at Sea. Uh, about eight weeks ago or so, Cunard actually had its first wedding at sea. Now, those of you who cruise regularly will think it's kind of a strange thing to have as a news item. However, Cunard did something quite dramatic and quite revolutionary and quite controversial. And they re-registered their ships basically in the Caribbean instead of at Southampton in the UK. Southampton, of course, had been the home of Cunard and still is the head office of Cunard for uh, forever, pretty much. And although it was positioned, this this renaming or, or re-registering of ships was positioned as an opportunity to do things like be able to have weddings at sea, in reality, people are fairly skeptical and it was seen as done much more for tax reasons and also for the various regulations because you, you have very different regulations if you're registered kind of in a tax haven than you do in the UK. So all of the ships are now registered at Hamilton, which I think is in Nassau. And a lot of Cunard fans feel that's a terrible thing that's happened, but it's happened. But it does now mean that Cunard can do weddings at sea. And on their site and through travel agents and now various wedding festivals and shows, etc., they are promoting getting married at sea. And in April, at the end of April, the very first one was done, which was on board Queen Mary 2 in mid-Atlantic when a lady called Denise Holding and Barry Maloney became the very first couple to marry at sea. 
And since then, you know, Cunard have been quite aggressively promoting it, and you'll find it on their brochures, on their sites. They are promoting it. Of course, there's various packages. It's, there's costs associated with it. And it's obviously designed not only to be romantic, but it's also designed to obviously generate wedding parties and, and so on. So if you take a look on the Cunard site, you know, Cunard now do weddings. And behind that, though, is, of course, the important news that Cunard is no longer registered in the UK. Cunard, of course, across the decades, and particularly in the sort of 30s, 40s and 50s, was renowned as a very glamorous cruise line to travel with. And all the big stars, all the famous names from the UK, from Hollywood, from the US particularly, would travel on the Cunard ships between uh, you know, New York and Southampton. And pretty much everybody who was everybody and anybody who was anybody has traveled on the ships. And you'll find actually both in terms of the artwork and in terms of photographs you can buy, uh, books you can buy, posters you can buy, and dotted around many of the ships are beautiful black and white photographs of all the various stars, be it Elizabeth Taylor or whatever. But of course, Cunard still has many famous names uh, and very famous icons on board. They do actually have RADA, which is the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in London. They have a company which is permanently on the Queen Mary II. I know they're definitely on the Queen Elizabeth and I think on the Queen Victoria. They perform various plays, which of course is very exciting. But they do have some very, very famous people both still traveling with them and also lecturing. So as I'm recording this and the day that this podcast will go live, which is the 27th of July, the Queen Mary II is preparing to leave Southampton by the time you listen to presumably she's left Southampton but as I record this they're preparing to leave and on board will be the broadcasting legend Sir David Frost and he's going to be traveling on the Queen Mary 2 transatlantic from Southampton to New York it departs 27th July and he's going to be doing a couple of things on board he's going to be doing a lecture which I'm sure is going to be absolutely packed out which is a whole series of memories and anecdotes and it's going to be called interviews I shall never forget. Now, what's important about Sir David Frost, for those of you who perhaps not sure who is or heard the name, he is the only journalist who's interviewed the last seven presidents of the United States and the last seven prime ministers of the United Kingdom. Of course, he's also interviewed, you know, all the famous people like Nelson Mandela and politicians. He's probably also extremely well known for his famous series of interviews with Richard Nixon and there's a very good film which is called Frost Nixon which I was very skeptical about seeing but saw it which tells a story of how that came about and how it actually ended up being such an event and such a dramatic event where Sir David Frost uh, had managed to get Richard Nixon to be incredibly frank. That film will be shown on board and they're going to have a Q&A with the entertainment director, who will be Keith Maynard on, on that cruise. And he will talk about and introduce the film Frost Nixon. So constantly there are famous people like that on board. And talking of presidents, of course, relatively recently, uh, President Bush, the first President Bush, and his wife Barbara Bush traveled on the Queen Mary II on a crossing. And President Bush going on and on about how he'd always been looking forward to a cruise and Barbara talking about how he's just been going on and on and on about it. So that's George Bush, the 41st president of the United States, was one of the more, even more uh, famous names uh, on board. So Cunard do still have these kind of iconic 
people, like Shirley Bassey, for example, on their maiden cruise was, was the performer. But they always try to attract famous names. So if you're going to be on a crossing on the Queen Mary 2 on the 14th of October, which is the eastbound crossing from New York to Southampton, a group or, or a selection from the London National Symphony Orchestra will be on board. And their conductor, Anthony Inglis, I-N-G-L-I-S, they're going to give two concerts on the crossing. One is going to be a tribute to American music, because obviously with a crossing from New York to Southampton, there's likely to be a lot of uh, US passengers on board. So they're going to have one which is which is a, a, a celebration of American music, and the other which is which is trying to replicate a very British event, which is the proms. And they're going to try and recreate the last night of the proms. And what they'll do there is is try and have the whole big passengers singing along Land of Hope and Glory. It's a very kind of famous event at the Royal Albert Hall, and they're going to try and recreate that. So constantly, particularly if on a crossing in the summer season, you will normally find there's someone remarkable. Uh, I mean, these are two examples I've given, but it's always good to check out on the QNOT site. And of course, on this uh, podcast and on the blog, we will make sure that we are covering some of those famous names and reporting back on how they're doing. So that's the other uh, big piece of news. Probably one of the biggest piece of news uh, about Cunard, which does interest passengers significantly, is their whole new approach to fares. Now, if you understand, Cunard are based in the UK. And so obviously a lot of their business, though, is, is American and US-based travelers. But they are based in the UK and they're very reliant, and very, particularly with ships like the Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Victoria, on UK uh, travelers and UK passengers. Because if you go on those, uh, particularly the Mediterranean cruises or the fjords cruises, still probably 75-80% or more of the passengers are UK-based. And cruise prices in the UK, which I know is also true in the US, are at their lowest they have pretty much ever been. So if you read some reports like on Cruise Critic, they will say that they are the lowest in, in absolute kind of real terms than they've ever been. And that's a combination of things. It's a combination of, of course, the cost of Concordia, uh, ha- having maybe putting, making some people nervous. There's a lot of capacity in the market, huge amounts of capacity. And all the cruise lines are having to discount like crazy to fill the ships because obviously they want to get people on the ships because if, if you don't have people on the ships, you're not going to be selling cruises. You're not going to be selling, uh, you know, all the stuff that you sell on a, on a ship. So that's a, that's a huge, huge issue. Even Cunard are having to do that. Now, we, we've noticed that a lot. You know, we get a lot of uh, emails. And if you're a member of Cunard, you'll know you get a lot of emails. Uh, you'll get post, which is constantly this deal, that deal, this onboard credit. But what Cunard have done is they have now... Uh, revamped and relaunched uh, a whole new program and the program they've launched is what they call Vantage Fairs and another thing which they've called Getaway Fairs and these really really are exciting they really affect you if you're thinking of traveling in 2013 and they are lower fares for 2013 but what's also important is one of the big challenges that cruise lines were finding is that people knew that as cruises got closer and closer to departure the cruise lines were, were were discounting even deeper so what's happening is people are holding back booking so you know if you think about it for cruise lines they can be collecting huge amounts of money because if everyone's laying a couple of hundred pounds or a thousand pounds you know 
couple hundred dollars, one thousand, two thousand dollars deposit, they have that money for a very long period of time, a year or so, to earn interest and 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 so on. But people are not booking, so they're getting very nervous. So what was happening is, you know, people were holding back, holding back, and booking at the last minute. So what Kinoda are trying to do with these new fares is to encourage people to book early and what they're doing is through the Vantage fares they're introducing a price promise what they call book with confidence and what they do with the Vantage fares is they basically promise that if what you've booked is reduced they will give you some form of benefit whether that's onboard credits or an upgrade to the full value of any reduction and that's a big big deal you know many years ago when we first booked on the QE2 on a transatlantic we'd booked a Q4 or something I can't remember offhand or a Q5 and the fares got slashed and no one told us I because I do I'd seen that it had crashed and I was I had to phone up QNOT and ask for, for something and they eventually upgraded it wasn't done spontaneously what QNOT are now promising to do is they will if you book promise to match any reduction of fare with benefits so these benefits could be on board credit it could be car parking coach transfers whatever uh, they also will make sure of course if you book early that you get the stateroom that you want and also very interestingly what they're starting to do is is allow more flexibility you know before if you change anything it was counted as a cancellation the great news for passengers is they're starting to allow much more flexibility in, in terms of making some of the amendments as uh, making amendments to your booking also they're reducing the deposit so the, the, the deposit used to be 15% they're reducing it to 10% if you book before the end of uh, before the end of August the Vantage fares are now available you can use them you can book them it applies to 2013 uh, so far and of course there's a lot of hope that when they eventually launch the world cruises which they have delayed from launching in July this year to September there will be many 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 perks what they've also introduced in addition to the Vantage fares is getaway fares this is where it's very close to going and what happens with the getaway fares is that you have to pay 100% of deposit it's, there's a 100% cancellation you, you get to choose the grade you're in so you get to choose a Queen's Grill or a Princess Grill or a Britannia or whatever but you, 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 you're not guaranteed what you'll get so you, you, you're not guaranteed you know you, you may get anything within that that kind of uh, grouping if you like it's not protected by the by the price promise so you may buy a getaway fare and find that they still cut the prices e even more but but it but these what they're going to do with the getaway fares this is basically their discount fare and so they're being very clear we give you a vantage fare and if we cut the price we will give you benefits so please book early because actually you will end up going with a whole lot of benefits or you of course you can still hold out and wait for the getaway fares what they're hoping of course there'll be much less of those so the sort of things you could get is onboard credit uh, which you can spend on shore excursions drinks the spa in the shops and uh, that's really exciting you know we for example have booked transatlantic in december and we've been given six hundred dollars per person spending money which we can obviously can't use in sure excursions because we'll be in the atlantic but you know drink spa in the shops it's a lot of money uh you can get car parking which can be relatively expensive you can get coach travel to and from southampton obviously if you're going back to southampton airport parking and they'll do the same thing of course in the us the equivalent so the vantage fares is, is quite a big deal it's actually been launched on uh, Cunard it's also being launched on their sister company P&O 
big, big deal. They make, they're very excited about it. If you want to find out more, if you visit the blog at www.allaboutcunard, you'll find much more information about that. You'll also find a video which was actually released, I think, to travel agents, etc., which I've put on the on the blog, which is Peter Shanks, uh, the head of Cunard, uh, talking about those fares. A couple of other pieces of news. So that's kind of passenger-related news, if, if you like. What I thought might be interesting to do is to cover a little bit of what I call behind-the-scenes news, things that are happening, which do have an impact on, on, on us as passengers, uh, some of which are more visible, some of which are less visible, but I thought were interesting. Of course, if you're a fan of Cunard, you may also want to work for Cunard. And a lot of people want to work for Cunard. I mean, it's a massive and very prestigious company. It has a, a very good reputation for training because of its White Star service. And what's very important is the only way to find a job for Cunard is via their official site. They're on the on the website, the Cunard website, they do have a section which is uh, for recruitment. And so if you go onto the home page, you scroll down to the bottom and you'll see a, a thing called employment. And they have employment in different categories. They have shipboard recruitment and corporate recruitment. So that's you know things like uh, CRM managers, accountants, um, all that kind of stuff, you know, buyers, fleet management, all that, all those, that kind of stuff. And then obviously the onboard stuff, which could be anything from, you know, uh, people working in the tour office, uh, working in the kitchens, all that kind of stuff. And then they have a, a subset, which is if you are much more technical, like security or medical, they have a, a separate uh, um, agency, if you like, that recruits. However, what happened was you need to be extremely cautious that you make sure you go through the QNOD site. So even go through the QNOD site and follow the links they have there because there's, there's a very big online recruitment scam which is happening at the moment. And, it, and it's really, really important that you avoid this. They have a Facebook page as well, by the way, um, uh, which again, I have a link on uh, an article about this uh, recruitment scam if you want to look at them on Facebook. But it's very important, you know, make sure that you only look for jobs via the QNOD site. So people are are receiving emails or finding sites and they're often asked to pay deposits and, and it's a basically big scam. So you'll find, uh, you know, particularly warning, warning sign if you find that you're asked to send something to a Hotmail address or Gmail address or Yahoo address, it's probably rather odd. QNOT have an online application service, only submit that way. And you need to be really, really careful because if you're ever asked to pay um, funds, you know it's probably the scam. So just to watch out for that if you are kind of a passenger and a fan of QNOD and looking for, for a job. The other thing which is interesting is QNOD are going to be completely revamping their site. I've referred to the site. Their site's pretty good. It, it, it's a little bit complex. It's probably a little bit corporate. And QNOD have just announced uh, this week that they're appointing a new agency called LBI. And they're going to redesign the whole website and the idea is that they want to try and get an experience which they would they say uh, is as good as the kind of experience you get on board you know QNOT are quite savvy when it comes to digital they have a, a twitter feed they have a blog they're quite active on youtube uh, and they're quite good at twitter you know retweeting things commenting on things so they are quite active but they do feel they need to kind of revamp their site so they are going to be revamping their site and they're also going to be looking at particularly revamping their tablet experience those of you who've downloaded the QNOD app on the tablet will know that it's a pretty good app and you can find that on, on iTunes. Uh, however, it, it basically just downloads the brochures and it's and these are massive files and, and very slow. 
So hopefully LBI will revamp the site uh, to really optimize um, both the tablet experience and the website experience to just make it a much more consumer passenger focused uh, thing. So that's, that's what's happening there. The last thing I want to do in terms of news, and most of you may have already seen this piece of news, is a little bit about old ships. As you know, the QE2 was sold off uh, to Dubai. There was a $100 million deal, which included the ship and, and, and also eventually development. As we all know, there was then the massive uh, collapse of the whole economic system. Plans went on hold. However, those who would have been on the ship, and actually on YouTube, you can actually find uh, uh, someone who went on a tour of that. The ship's actually been looked after incredibly well. I guess the dry heat also helps. Uh, they've been running some events on there. I think like last New Year's Eve, they had an event. However, it's now been announced that finally, the money's going to be spent to convert the QE2 into a 300-room luxury hotel. And the terminal next to it's going to be become a maritime museum. So it's going to be a whole experience. They're going to put all the ship's artworks back on board. They're going to put all the various historical things from the ship back on board. Uh, and in the museum, stuff related to, to the, the various uh, cruise liners. So we'll be docked in Port Rashid in Dubai. And one of the quotes which comes from uh, the Sultan there said, Our vision is to enhance the facilities on board but retain the very strong sense of history that is a fundamental part of her attraction. Having the QE2 moored as a floating top-class hotel right on the waterfront of the centre of Dubai will also add further life and activity to the surrounding area. They reckon it's going to take about 18 months, so towards the end of next year it should be uh, uh, developed and free uh, for guests. I guess, well, obviously not free money-wise, I mean free to visit. It's going to be really, really interesting because uh, the Queen Mary, for example, in Long Beach, which is kind of there, it's, it's, it's a hotel has gone bust a few times. It's, it clearly struggles at times. And I will actually talk a little bit more about the Queen Mary. It's going to be really, really interesting whether the QE2 in Dubai, other than for a short period of time, for Cunard fans and, and, and geeks uh, like myself and, and other people, uh, will really take off and whether it'll be something really exciting and fundamental. Time will tell. But that's really the key news. So that's all we have in this podcast today, which is uh, focused on news. As you can see, quite a bit of news. Uh, the next podcast in the series, as I mentioned, will be uh, a feature on Cunard. And what I'm going to do there is really talk about what do I see as the key features of Cunard that make Cunard so special. If you've enjoyed the podcast, I'd love to hear your thoughts. If there's anything or comments and thoughts you have, please do visit the site and uh, send me an email or leave some comments. It'd be great if you do subscribe to the podcast uh, via iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. It'd be great. Also, if you find times to, to rate and comment because it does help a lot within the overall uh, listings on iTunes. So until next time, here's to some great Cunard cruising. That was the All About Cunard podcast, the podcast that looks at all things Cunard from a traveler's point of view. Please visit our site at www.allaboutcunard.com where you can sign up for a newsletter, Twitter, and our Facebook page. Until next time, happy Cunard traveling. Mm -hmm.